The Players Court is something like a cheat code for middle and high school players that want to one day play college basketball. Full of stuff that will make your parent, favorite uncle, or big cousin that should have made it say, man, I wish I would have known that when I was your age. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. Want to know how to turn an opportunity to play at a community college into a roster spot at a university? Farzan has just transferred to Salem University from Foothill Community College. He took advantage of his time at a smaller program and caught the eyes of a bigger program. Learn how he pulled it off against the odds of being under six feet tall, starting with only 1.8 minutes a game, and then jumping to over 20 minutes a game, and this Players Court episode. Hoopheads Nation, we appreciate you listening to this episode of the Players Court with Joseph Harris. Be sure to check out these other basketball pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Bleachers and Boards. If you're an NBA fan, be sure to catch one of our new team-focused shows, Cavalier Central with Justin Matcham, Nuck If You Buck with Devin Zanskis, a 305 Culture Miami Heat podcast, and Grizz and Grind with Elijah Campbell. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, the Hoopheads podcast, featuring the best minds in the game from grassroots to the NBA. I always like to start off saying that the inside interview is something that is all about giving those high school players clarity to help them understand from a player's perspective how it is that they make the jump from high school to college. Because a college coach will tell you one thing, um, a mom and dad will tell you another thing, but it's different when you get it from the actual player themselves. So this is all about giving insight to the, to the players, from the players. And oftentimes parents, they aren't that sure either. The parents are too confident, they may have to Google it, look around, and all that other good stuff. So the thing that is important is for the those high school players that can't get the clarity from their mom, dad, uncle, big cousin, all the all the other people that can't give them the insight they need, we want to make sure that we uh, look for players that can provide the insight to the players, the high school players that really need it. And some try to go it along. You know, some players out there are like, Googling it and they're just doing the best they can. Their parents are doing the best they can to find different sources to get up-to-date information on how to make that jump from high school basketball to college basketball. And what I have today is a great treat. is a living, breathing college hoop life story. So we're talking about uh, a player that's living the college life of a hooper right now. As a matter of fact, he has practice after this is over. So he's definitely um, living the life that a lot of you high school players want to do, living the life that you want to. And now just to introduce you, we have a gentleman by the name of Farzan and Currently, he's at and he has some some great stories for you because he is at say he's he's about to transfer to Salem University from a a small community college, um, Foothill, Foothill Community College. He made the jump from there to 
Salem University. And he's currently a junior. And so far as in, tell me real quick about um, when you said your major is biology, uh, do you want to be a doctor, a nurse, or what do you just Dentist. A dentist? That's correct. Ah, okay. Yeah, well, my my uh my sister just graduated from a dental hygienist program, so wow. yeah, 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 yeah. Great and, uh, yeah, definitely wish you the best on that, my man. Definitely appreciate it. Appreciate it. When uh, we always like to ask um, who their favorite player is, so so Farzan said he had a few guard wise, um, but he mentioned Damian Lillard. So tell me, Farzan, uh, you said overall LeBron. And as a guard, Dame Tom, tell us why, tell us why you made those two choices. I mean, um, Damian Lillard. I mean, I'm kind of from near Oakland area, so Damian Lillard was the player that everybody looks up to. I actually met him in person. We, I seen him practice one time in this local high school in Oakland. But um, he's just a killer. And one thing that about him that separates me from the other guards is just his confidence. You know, like the way I talked to him and I asked him, like, what do you do and stuff like that? And he just told me it's just a lot of reps and there is no other secret. And it's just his confidence. He just doesn't doubt himself. He wakes up every day and he has a routine and in his routine, he just never doubts himself in anything. And he kind of carries that over in his games, like in the little stuff. He just, you know, I think with college level, when you get here, you realize that it's just the little things that get you, that separates you from the rest. You know, like might sound cheesy, but waking up and like making your bed, for example, self-discipline, or you know, waking up and brushing your teeth on the same time, eating at the same time, sleeping at the same time. These are crucial, and it would eventually pay off in your game. That organized type of thinking, like if you think organizedly, like you would transfer that into your game. And point guards just need to be organized in the house. It sounds weird, but it's the truth. Oh, now that makes sense for us. You're right. Yeah. And, and and the way you were thinking, that was something that you kind of picked up when you did meet Damien in person. So he was cool. Yeah, really cool. He was a, he was a good guy. Nice. Yeah, nice. Going. Yep, yep, yep. He seems like a real cool guy. And uh, so tell me this. <laughs> for the superpower, you pick to run real fast or to fly. So what made you uh, pick those two for your superpowers? It's weird, man. Like, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Mikey Williams, but um, he's a he's a freshman. He just played in San Diego. He's, like, ranked is either first or second in the whole entire nation. But he's really good, and that kid could fly really high, and he's really explosive. And I, I, I was with him every day of the week. And, like, the type of things he was doing, it was just jaw-dropping. And, you know, he got offers from all over the country. He's definitely going to make it to the NBA. He's most likely going to be a number one draft pick in a couple of years. But mm-hmm. just seeing that in person and practicing with that, it just shows you a lot of different things, you know. So it made you feel like that. That's definitely. As a guard, I mean, if you're really fast and you can fly, it just separates you. That's true. That's a great point. And as you know, actually, um, we're going to get into it, but a lot of a lot of players in high school, and I'm sure you can attest to this, um, that if they feel that if they're not a certain height, they can't make the jump to high school, I mean, to college. Right. And that's not true because you're being uh, – the website said you were 5'10". So mm-hmm. if you are the perfect example of that, that's why I'm so excited that you're here. No, yeah, height definitely um, plays an advantage in basketball. Yes, it's true, but um, it's nowhere near skill. Like, I am a short, I'm a really short guard if you think about it. I mean, 5'10 without shoes, but like, I get counted as six foot, but you know, that's on a good day. <laughs> but but that still <laughs> doesn't, that, that still doesn't, like, it doesn't matter once you step on the court. Like, if you're a knockdown shooter, if you're doing your – if you're playing your role and you're making the team better and you're winning, it does not matter what's your height. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of NBA players that are not their height. Like, for example, Chris Paul, I think he's 5'11". Um, 
Kemba Walker is like five eleven, five ten ish. They're not like quite six foot, but you know they bumped it up. So when yeah. people really like think about these stuff, and they you know when they see that, it, it, it would it would just give you the truth. In reality, yes, it would help you a lot because high in basketball is a really big plus. You kind of look attracted to college coaches if you are taller, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have a chance. If you're if you're good, you're good and. I've seen I've seen a lot of short like five six players that are way better than six seven players, and I'm talking about D one level, and it doesn't matter at all, really. It's about your mentality and confidence, and just how hard you work. Well said, Farzan. Well said. What's a memorable moment from when you first made contact with the college coach? So, if you can answer it. The uh, the foothill coach, like straight out of high school, and then the transition when you transfer from the uh, from the uh, community college to the four year school. So, what was your memorable uh, your, your your memorable moment from the first time that that the foothill coaching staff contacted you? Okay, so the this is actually going to be a pretty inspiring story because out of high school, I did not have any looks. I did not um, have. I wasn't anything special so i had to go to the foothill community i mean i went to ohlone first got into a, a little argument with one of the players and stuff things just wasn't working out it was way too far from my house so i just transferred over to foothill and they had a guard named matt mcandrews he played with Aaron gordon he was his point guard he was really good i knew him he was one of my closest friends and i told him my situation and he told me to come to foothill i came to foothill and this is when I was like a really small guard. Like I'm talking about, this is when I was probably like 5'10", like legit 5'10", small, skinny kid. <laughs> I mean, I kind of just, I, I decided to gray shirt my first year and get better and play at college level because my senior year was not like, and basically I got kicked off my second, like half of the season on my senior year. So I was completely crushed. I thought, you know, this could be the end for me, but I made that transition over into Foothill. I, um, yeah, great shirt. My first year, which I didn't play at all, but I was going against really top players in the state. And we ended up, I think, being seventh ranked in the whole entire state of California. It was really good. Really, really, really good. So that got me better. And still, that was still, coaches were still shaking on me because, you know, I didn't have any film to back it up. I didn't have anything. I just had myself. So my freshman year, I did not get any type of minutes like that again. But my when it came to my sophomore year, I was just completely ready. I put so much work in, and yeah. But it wasn't like no like no coaches contacted me to tell you the truth. And after after Foothill, that's when they started reaching out to me. I had Coach Robinson over here at Salem University call me. I had a couple of coaches from Boston. It was completely when I once I put my film out there, they they were just showing interest in me. So so yeah. So your so your boy at Foothill, you you told him, man, y'all got a spot open or what's up? And he said, so you did you go to like some open gym or they had like an open tryout? They had a basketball camp. What you do? Yeah, that's exactly how it was. It was like a I just signed up for the basketball class, and then um, I started going to practice, and um, I was just there on defense. Like I remember that whole year, I was on defense only you know <laughs> the coaches didn't really care because I was just a practice player to be honest with you so I mean it was just my role and I once I understood that it was nothing personal or anything I just used that to get better so my defense got a lot better my grace year definitely now I gotta I gotta chime in on that to say that um for all you players listening I'm telling you this guy He's just the tip of the iceberg with what he's going to share with you guys today. But you got to understand that your way on the floor is defense. So he won those coaches over because of his defense, not because he's dropping 30 and all of that. And here he is. He's a success story. So um, so to make sure that everyone understands that's watching this, that once he got a foothill and he started doing his thing, and his and he has some game time film from Foothill ready. That's when all of the, the largest schools like uh, Salem University and the other schools started reaching out to him. So far as that, for you, I want to ask, what was it like 
the first time you were contacted by the coach from Salem? Do you remember that? Yes, uh, my first official type of offer. It wasn't so much money because it was a Division three, but it was from Dean College in Massachusetts. But, okay. Um, he called me on my phone. He texted me at, at first. You know, I was I was a kid. I was never used to those things. You know, never recruited <laughs> or anything like that. So when yep. I got the text, I thought you know it could be a prank or something like that. <laughs> and then I asked some questions out of the coach, and his you know the way he was answering the questions, it looked like legit so i gave him a phone call and yeah he we talked on the phone and he was the head coach so 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 that that first the the d3 school reached out to you and then that and then you were like oh okay i keep my options open and then you waited correct exactly and then that's when the d2 coach from uh salem said we want you yes yeah correct and then i also had a couple of um other offers away but um the whole COVID like, pandemic just kind of ruined a lot of things. I had workouts set up for me to go into the gym and the coaches to see me. Yeah. Those kind of obviously went out the window because nobody was allowed in the college. Nobody could recruit it unless you was a five-star recruit or something like when you were yeah. known. But I was like, I wasn't yeah. known like that. But So that kind of ruined a lot of things. But other than that, it was, it was a pretty special moment. And like once I did it, I just – you know, a lot of people that was next to me realized that they could do it because, you know, nobody thought that I could do it just because I was never recruited. I was never averaging crazy amount of numbers. I didn't even play my senior year. I got benched throughout my whole entire, basically my whole entire high school career. And once I made that switch, it was just, I made that switch and I just never looked back and I'm still not done. So tell, tell, the youngers out there about their switch. When you said you turned the switch on, tell them what that brings. The switch, I kind of look at it. Every young athlete should really consider is that once you get to college level, it, it becomes a business. You know, coaches kind of don't, you know, they don't have time to, you know, put up with a lot of things. They're here to win. And like, if they don't win, they could be fired, you know? So, becomes real serious and they don't care who's putting up what numbers they just want to gain they just want to win and you know a lot of coaches do a lot of things under the table they do a lot of things just to make sure they win it becomes a business like they don't care who they recruit they could hate a kid but as long as the kid is helping them win nobody's going to say nothing you know so once you understand that you know that they just need a puzzle piece and in college i just realized that you're most likely 90 percent going to be a puzzle piece like you can't look at it as if you're going to come in and be a LeBron James. You could come in and be a puzzle piece to the system. Yes, you could rebound. You could be the best rebounder. You could be the best defender. You could be the best shooter. But realistically speaking, you're going to be having a, you're going to have a role. And once it's just going to be a team effort to win. So once you got to figure out what you're good at and like become really, really good at what you're good at, become great at it, then you could be successful. I like that. So. I like that. I like that because when you when you mentioned uh, puzzle piece, that's a you you took the words out of my mouth as I was listening to you talking because that is what it's about is to find out what your role and that's how you wedge your way into more burn on the floor, more time on the floor, and for you to specialize in something in particular and fit your role into it because a lot of guys want to be everything to every team but most of the time you know you have to uh, fit a role so I totally agree with that tell us about your first day of practice now you haven't had that with uh, uh, Salem yet but tell us about your first college practice what was it like it was definitely crazy just because um, once you get to college level Everybody is good. I'm talking about everybody on football college. It was a really good program. So um, everybody kind of had a big name. Everybody was the man in high school or was the man in AAU, whatever you want to call it. But um, that actually at the beginning, that could have a lot of issues. A lot of people thinking they're still those same players. But once again, once you realize that um, you're in college and the person next to you is also as good as you, he could be as good. He could be better at you at some things. You know, once you put your ego to the side and trying to win, um, 
that's that's how it was. But um, first day of practice, I remember I just um, it, everything was new. There was no mismatches. There was no easy out. Everybody could play defense. Everybody could shoot. Everybody could play. Everybody almost could, you know, be crazy athletic. I was probably the shortest one on the team, I think, or one of the shortest. I was probably everybody was like six two and above and stuff like that. But it just didn't matter at that point because. Once again, it's just about how much you know about hoop and how much you could read the game. And, you know, again, I hope everyone listening to this, watching this, however you consuming this, make sure you understand what Carson was just saying. That uh, another great point when he was talking about when you're at the college level, everybody can go. So it's it's the same way to like when you go from eighth grade to high school and you're the biggest fish on the block, you the baddest kid on the block, eighth grade, oh, I can do this, I can do that. Okay, so now you get to ninth grade, you get to high school, and it's like, okay, more people can do that. And then you go from freshman to JV or however you do it, or you go to varsity, whatever. When you get to varsity, it's a whole nother level jump. It's like, man, everybody can do that. Oh, you can do Okay, cool. All right, most guys can do that. Now, when you make the jump from high school to college, now we're talking about a community college, right? For all you players out there, don't worry about where you're going. Just wherever the opportunity is, you take your butt there and take advantage of it because all these colleges, all the college programs, all of them, they all got Farzans that can go. And Farzans looking at other guys, man, this dude can go. So it's like Farzan got to go. The other guys got to go. You got to understand that real quick that you check your ego and get ready to work because you, you've been able to put the big domino down. Oh, well, I – I scored 25 one time. I scored 30. I can dunk with two hands. I can dribble. I can do this. I can do that. Whatever you're saying, I can do blank. Whatever the blank is, mostly everybody else can do it. So Mm -hmm. what separates you Mm -hmm. is what Farson was talking about with the mentality and a boatload of other intangibles that have nothing to do with – because it's like when you're tall, like for example, now Farson, he's an underdog. I love it. I love it. So some guys, like if you six two, if you're six two, so what? If everybody else six two, what what else you got? Or oh, you gotta have that dog in. What do you think is a major difference between your college practice and your high school practice? Going. Mm, um, the biggest difference is obviously reading the game. I think um, as you get in high school, to be honest with you, I was never reading a game. I was just playing a game. But once you get to college level, it's like you come in off a pick and roll, for example, and you have no other choice. If the guy's going under, you have to shoot it. You have to read it, what they're doing. You have to be aware of how the defense is playing you. It's Once you get to the next level, coaches have a plan. And if you could figure out the other coaches' plan and you could figure out what your plan, it just becomes like a chess game in a way. But you just have to read the game. You have to set a screen. You have to know the reads, when to slip, when to come off type, when to um, switch, when whatever the case may be. You know, there's a lot of reading basketball. And once you watch a lot of film, you could definitely become more familiarized with how things go. But it, it just takes you – uh, some time to learn, and I don't expect it. I don't expect you no know, high school um, players to come right away, know a lot of things. Even though you know you could be blessed like that, but I wasn't. And most of the players I've seen make that transition. Once they make it out of high school to college, they kind of you know pick it up slowly. But once they get it, it just that's when you know you got it. But yeah, I like that. I like that, Farzan, because when you learn more about the game. Like all those examples you just said, far as it spot on. That's why I say this is so great for the high school guys to listen to a guy that's like living and breathing it. We're going to do it after this, after we're done talking. So uh, for you players out there in high school, junior high, whatever age you're in, whatever grades you're in, whatever age bracket you're in, if it's AAU or it's for your school ball, listen to what Farzan was saying in terms of the basketball IQ, mm-hmm. knowing about the game. Right. When you're in college, if you are in the right place in the screen, if you are, like you said, if you're the right puzzle piece, if, you, if you're doing your job and you're a cog in the machine of the team and you, you're a cog in what it's supposed to be doing, you're, in, you're doing the right thing, which is a lot different than high school where you can just run around sometimes. Not all high school programs, but some high school programs, 
you can just run around, kind of do what you want to do. But in college, it's it's a lot different. They expect you to know. And if you don't know it, like far as in case, but you learn it and improve your basketball IQ. So that's something that is one of the major differences, like far as I said, between high school and college. What about the, uh, the intensity of college practice and high school practice? Are you running more? Are they yelling more? What's up? I mean, the intensity obviously goes up in everything, pretty much everything. They expect more. They expect you to um, run faster, for example. They expect you to know more, lift more. And you got to realize sometimes your teammate is, is is a grown man. You know, I had teammates <laughs> who were fathers that had kids, you know. Like, just, it was serious. Like, yeah. you know, they yeah. Yeah. it wasn't no high school. It wasn't fun. It was business. And that's, that's how they treated it. So I was going against rural man and it, you just got to become a man yourself so that transition the intensity of going against these people every day does have an impact on you and you will catch up it's just kind of like driving and in a freeway where everybody's going slow you will automatically go slow but as everybody's really going fast you know everybody you're going to have to you know adjust to the speed so that's just how it is in college level too so people will catch up there's nothing to worry about yeah great yeah, well said. I totally agree. I totally agree. During basketball season, what is it like to balance practice, classes, study hall, your social life? Right. Tell tell the people about that balancing act. It depends on once again of how organized you are as a person and how much how well you could plan things. And yes, you have to make a lot of sacrifices, but I mean, so far, my the sacrifices I made wasn't that bad, you know? Like, people say that it's really hard to balance schoolwork with basketball practice and work even, but I did all three, and I pretty much, I was, I was like a 3.8 GPA. I was really, I was really doing well in school, too, but um, I just knew how to plan things, and um, it just becomes, once again, just how well you could have some self-discipline. If you could, you know, go to the library and just stay focused, knock some things out without um getting distracted then you 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 could definitely be fine you could work you could um go to practice practices usually doesn't take that long you watch you do things as a team then you go off then you could um manage your time wisely you shouldn't have no problems i mean i've been around a lot of guys that kind of had issues doing that they're more focused on basketball but uh, my biggest advice to any basketball hooper is that um take it both at the same time like you never know when the ball will stop bouncing and um you know you you could deal with a lot of injuries you could you know a lot of things could happen on the basketball court that is out of your control so if you could um have a backup which is school you know is a great um thing to you know focus on because after basketball you know you could have a backup you could go towards something else without you know having all your eggs in one basket yeah yeah, totally agree with that, especially um, when you say um, going at both, because as you said, so you're going to be a dentist. So when the ball stops bouncing, which it does for everybody, you know, right. and yeah. even, for, even for guys that make it to the league, that right. play professional, like when these guys are playing basketball, they are still young in the real world life. Like in real world, they're like really young. So if they start playing like 30-something, I mean, people live until 80, 90 years old. So they got a lot of living to do. And if it's outside of basketball, what else you got in, in, in the world? What else can you offer the world? So as far as that, when, he's, when, he, when, he, when the ball stops bouncing, I like that. When the ball stops bouncing, he's going to be making all the pretty smiles. They're going to be stopping cavities and all this other stuff. So that's what he's going to do. So he'll have something to do forever and has something to fall back on. So always keep that in mind. You're not just hoping. Like you, you, you are more than just a ball player. Farzan is more than a ball player. And everybody watching this, way more than just a ball player. You have more to offer than just playing a sport. So um, now before I um, continue, I really want to ask, when you so, what are some things that you do to prioritize and we say to get organized? What would you? What advice would you give to to a to a young guy on? Hey, this is what I do 
to ba- balance these things and but stay organized? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a great question too. Um, so think of it like as your brain, as my dad always says this, uh, and my dad was a, you know, the track and field kind of Olympian, but um, he's always says this, imagine if you have a garage and you always throwing everything in there, right? And when it's time for you to go look for things, you can't find it, right? And your brain is kind of the same way. But if it's organized, if you have a garage and, and it's pretty much organized, and when you go look for some things, you know exactly where to find them. And your mind, you know, could tra- you know, you it could trick you out sometimes. But that's why, if you're organized, if you could plan some things, you could go to the source right away. You don't have to spend time thinking. You just are organized, so you um, just go from point A to B. And you know, life becomes a lot easier when you do that. But if you're a messy person, I used to be a messy person. My mom used to always, you know, get on me <laughs> for that. But um, I made that transition. And you know, it might sound really cheesy for me to tell you, but um, when I met the NBA players that I met, for JJ Reddick is one of them. Like he's insane. Like he's really organized. I don't know if people knew this, but if you go look at his um, YouTube videos, of, like of his house, his shoes, his clothes, his books, everything is organized, and that's just how he processes. And that's it's a really big thing that you know I've been working on, and it's been paying off. So, it's so. Just, so how did you make that adjustment from uh, um, like his mom and dad on you? Like you say, mom used to get on you about uh, not being as clean and organized as you should be. So how did you make the transition from what you're really used to it now because you're a junior? But yeah. think about back when you were uh, a freshman, your first time, and you're at campus and you don't have mom and dad writing you all the time, telling you what okay. to do. How do you make that transition to – the way you are now to where you're like, all right, kind of captain of your own ship. How'd you, how, how'd you do that? Um, yeah, that came at really in the middle of when I was doing bad at practices, when the beginning of the season, for example, in college, um, it was mostly about the plays. And, you know, it's a small guard. Like I said, there is no room for error. It does sound scary, but, you know, once you practice it, it's nothing to fear about. It's just basketball. But um, plays is another uh, is just you got to be really organized and you have to really see the floor as a point guard see everything see who's the strength the weaknesses of everything you got to really lock in and pay attention but um, that transition it just had to happen because I wasn't doing so well on the basketball court at one point and it was my freshman year when I was getting benched and my coach used to tell me he was like if you want to get some minutes you got to know the plays inside and out I, I need to trust you on the floor I need you to uh, make the team better and, like, I didn't have any other choice. And Matt Stanley, mm-hmm. which was my head coach at Foothill, that was his that was his system. And I had to adjust. And I, it made me a better person in the long run. But that's why I, I recommend people to change. It is, at first, it's really difficult. Nobody wants to, you know, nobody wants to get up in the morning and do a lot of chores. I, I get it. I'm a teenager. <laughs> you know, I definitely understand you know, I mean, once the human body naturally wants to be lazy, right? You, everybody wants to be lazy and naturally, everyone wants the easy way out. But this is the one that will hurt you in the long run. And a lot of people know a lot about hard work. You know, a lot of people don't want to work hard, but you know, if you want to get to the next level, you have to work hard. It's the same thing. You got to make some second sacrifices. And it's not that bad. Once you get used to it, you would train your body. And it doesn't become so hard. I'm still in the process. I'm not super organized. I still make a lot of mistakes on yeah. the way up, but I'm working on it. You know what? And I respect that, Farzan. I respect it. that that you are like, you know what? I'm I'm, st- I'm good, but I'm still a work in progress. See, that's something that's, sure. like you said, it's going to carry it with you forever, man. So all uh, you players, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in like just like from the side, hey, players wake up and listen to what Farz is saying now because it's like uh, your dad can say it, your mom, your, your favorite coach, your favorite big cousin, your uncle that used to hoop, whatever, uh, all these guys. But this is – that's why I say it's for the players, by the players. This is the guy that's living and breathing it. Right after this is over, he's going straight to practice. So listen to the insight that this, that this, that this hooper is lacing you up with. So make sure you take this in. What do you think – what do your coaches uh, expect from you now? So let's say let, – let's transition to Salem, right? What do you think your coach expects of you now that you have trans- – like that you transferred to a bigger school and all that good stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think the expectation for me is to, um, I was, I'm a shooter, right? So, I mean, um, they expect me to shoot the ball. I could shoot the ball extremely well from the three-point line and um, mid-range and obviously layups. But uh, as a shooter, that was my puzzle piece that I was previously talking about. But shooter and also a defender. I had to, um, another thing that was separating me from other guards, especially at Juco level, was that we got there and everybody was kind of about the same. Everybody could shoot, everybody said, but um, the, the thing that separated me was doing what the, my teammate wasn't doing. So it was, it was, for example, didn't sometimes want to play defense. I had to force myself to love defense. And once you start loving something, you just naturally start being like you start getting curious about how you can improve on it. So I had to like sometimes I had to tell my coach that to assign me the best player, the best guard. And once he see me, you know, lock them up a couple of times, he started to have faith on me. And he was started giving me minutes that, um, you know, in the crucial moments when I went up to him and I was like, please give me the assignment late, like in a late time situation, put me in and I will prove you, you know, wrong that I could I could really show you that I look up. And I did that like three times in a row. And after that, like he, you know, it, why would he take me out? You know, because I proved it to him three times that I could do that. And we won all those three back to back to back. So after that, I just never looked back. You know, it was just my job. So you could change your job. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you could change your role. Yes. Great point. You can change your role. And Correct. Farzan is a perfect example of this. Everybody watching, however you consuming this, listening, whatever, understand this very clearly. Farzan, you can look. You can look this guy up on the Foothill website. Freshman year. Like zero points, eight minutes or something. <laughs> no minutes. Yes. And then the next season, literally, the next season, sophomore year, twenty minutes a game. So that's yep. solid, solid, solid minutes at the college level. Twenty plus minutes, yep. pretty much. Yep. You you close to starting. If you're not a starter, yep. you're like a key sick yep. man. Sure. man. So sure. and he's just telling you guys, everybody watching this. Get your defense right because he discovered the defense, put him in the game so he can display his ability to shoot. So you have to be able to guard, defend whatever position you play. So for all you five ten guys out there, let's say you five ten, you're a ninth grader, and you're playing power forward for your school, and you're five ten. If you want to play at the college level, forget about it. There's a zero percent chance you're going to play any forward, anything, small forward, power forward, center, whatever. It's not going to happen. So the way that Farzan can shoot the rock, can handle the rock, and plays really good defense, remember those three things for all you watching that. So Farzan, you just everything is beautiful, man. Everything you're saying, these guys need to hear this. Girls too, they all need to hear this. How do you think? college coaches handle playing time? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, so I, I would have to say this depends on your coach, but the coaches that I had, the coaches that I know personally, and I know a couple, um, they, once again, they don't really necessarily care about how it's done. You know, they would like a player. They would, you know, be nice to a player if they could help them win. And playing time, once again, um, high school level, you could get away with this. Coaches, you know, could kind of play favoritism. But in college, they still have favoritism. But I would have to say this. They also, I've seen plenty of coaches hate their players. I'm talking about straight hate their players, but they would, you know, get 20-plus minutes too. And, you know, they the coach wasn't complaining because they're getting money off of this. You know, they, that's how they're feeding their families. And that's how they look at it. So, I mean, playing time when coaches decide, you got to really show them multiple type of um, perspectives on how you play, and they will decide later on of how you could fit into their system. So it depends on the system, too. It depends on how much they like you. That does play a role, but it, don't get discouraged because you could change your story. You know, my coach, my coach actually told me, my foothill coach, same as, he told me he was like uh, – he did not like me my freshman year or my gracious year. 
right? But my, <laughs> my, I think my sophomore year, he really liked me because, like, when I really uh, put all the noises to the side, when I just didn't care about what the crowd thought, when I didn't care about what my friends thought and stuff like that, even sometimes my coach, you know, when I was – because it was – it was just going off somewhere else because I was just kind of constantly impress someone else, like my coaches or whatever. But when I started coming back to myself, mm. um, I played a lot better because I put a lot of hours in being myself. But sometimes when I went on the field, I was trying to become somebody else that I wasn't. And I think once I started expressing that, they just got a lot of respect for me. But, you know. I think you just got to yeah. go along with it and just stick to who you are. One of the things about basketball, and I think NBA players where you could kind of look at, um, the best players, they just know who they are. Once you get to – it takes practice. It literally takes practice looking at yourself and being realistic with yourself. And what can you do? What can you not do? Yes, you can improve on a lot of things, but if you could look down and see how you could help the team put your ego to the side – I mean, that's when you can make real improvement right there. So, See, and, and I want to uh, kind of piggyback off of what you just said about know what you are and what you are not. Uh, now, you can improve. You are so right. right? You're not like a finished product. Like even far as and even you're not a finished product. So it's yeah, yeah, definitely. But for players to recognize that they can – for you to know what you are and what you aren't, what you're good at, what you're not good at, that's a good place to be because you know what you need to improve on. And and you also know where you can fit in to that puzzle piece for that coach. Like to that that's that itch that that coach is trying to scratch. I need somebody to be able to do X. And I'm looking for somebody to do X. Where is he? Or where is she? And if you can fit that fit that piece mm-hmm. you're on your way to getting more time on the floor and mm-hmm. and also coaches pay attention to uh, they if they having the uh, being a coachable player that the coaches sometimes players that get playing time just because they're uh, kind of likable a little bit like maybe the, a guy that's like good like if it's two guys that are very comparable and, and, and uh, production and height and athleticism and all of that. And one is like a jerk and the other one is just cool to get along with. You know who the player is going to, you know who the coach is going to play. So yeah. make sure that you're coachable. Uh, and that's really important at the college level because as far as it's already mentioned, so many, so many players are comparable. That's like, yeah. they just find something. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see you at the end of the bench. Hello. Never get in. You at the end of the bench. You know, so. so anyway. And yeah, I also have to add one thing. Oh, yeah, please. Please do. With, with, with this being said, I think it is also important to be a sponge. You know, we used to always call it like uh, once you learn how to become a sponge and take all the information in, you will just become a better player. I remember I couldn't handle the ball like a point guard really should, like a full-court press. So I got my point guard, which was really good at it. I went up to him. I'm like, hey, we're going to stay after practice. You're going to teach me everything you know by handling the ball. I want you to teach me all the drills. And I'm talking about he taught me. We spent countless hours just working on bringing the ball up and having the rhythm that a point guard should have. And I watched a lot of film on it. But And I went up to my other friend, which was a really good reminder. I'm like, what do you do as a small kind of six foot, six two? How do you get all the boards? And I also did this for defense. Like, I constantly went and referred to my teammates and a lot of players to see what I could take away from them and put it on my game. So, should do that. That's beautiful. Yeah, player. A lot. It, I'm, that might be on repeat. That, 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 two, that paragraph he just said, because that was just beautiful. Be a sponge. Be a sponge. That's how you get better. This this guy, Farzan, doesn't go from nobody knew him as a senior in high school, missing half his, all of that, and then going to Foothill and then going to, uh, uh, you know, like a mid-major D2 school. That's something that's, that's a big deal. So he can't do that without being a sponge. Hey, what do I got to do to get better? Asking the questions. You know, talking to, hey, I want to be able to uh, – what I got to do to – to handle the ball better. What I got to do to rebound better. What I got to do. 
pursue better, to actively pursue excellence. And then you'll fall short, but in route, you're going to become one heck of a player. So follow for model. That's why this is so great. Follow his model because, yeah, don't get discouraged. You're not a finished product. And you got to ask the ask people pursue excellence and ask that. So I love that. That's fantastic. Especially seeing that, uh, you know, you had some 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 uh, issues your senior year and all of that stuff. So let's say you had a time machine. You go back in time. You know, what would you tell the ninth or tenth grade Farzan if you can go back in time? There's a couple of things. Obviously, I would tell myself the first one would be be more aggressive. I was, you know, I was kind of in a way in in a basketball way. I was being way too nice to a lot of people that I should, mm-hmm. you know, treated it as like a my future. I should have taken more serious. I mean, I did take it seriously, but I should have you know, been more um, aggressive with everything, just a way of how I went forward. I should have, um, I should have worked on my weaknesses way harder than I did. You know, like I said, it, I wasn't a really good ball handler until I got to college. I wasn't really a great defender until I got to college. I'm still not, you know, obviously, you know, but, you know, I'm, sure. I'm working my way up, my, like, you know, it, I, you know, I mean, just working my way up. I should have just done a lot of things and I should have, you know, uh, one other thing I would say, I never got into really talking to a lot of people, getting stepping out of my comfort zone just to go out of my way to talk to new coaches, do a lot of things. I should have done those a lot of things earlier. And, yeah, just my mentality, I would say. As a mentality, um, once you're really doing it, then you will finally realize that you could do it. But um, before it all happens, you know, like it, you kind of have to see yourself doing it. And once you can see yourself doing it and, you know, meditate or whatever you want to do to get there, that's what I would say. I would do that earlier. But other I than think- that, everything needed to happen for me to get to where I am. Even the me getting kicked off the team, every little thing happened kind of shaped me into a person that I am, you know. So it's just, it, it's just my journey. It's got me here. Right. That's uh, respect, man, respect. And I, I appreciate you. I appreciate your honesty. I really do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's going to help. The It's, it's another far as running around that's going <laughs> to hear this. And, you know, hopefully they'll heed to it, to some of the things that you're saying, because uh, you got to work on your weaknesses. I love that. And then... Uh, also, how you said the mentality, and, and and of course, when you say being more aggressive to like not be passive and just let the game happen, but kind of say like don't be afraid to mm-hmm. make that shot or yeah. make that play or whatever it is. Correct, correct, that's great. I love that. I really want to highlight that jump from. 0.8 minutes to, to mm-hmm. 20 plus. How did you do it? Tell the people, um, tell the players out there how they can mimic what you did. Like, let's say they are on the seventh grade, 18, and then they go to eighth grade, uh, 18. How they go from being at the end of the bench to playing half the game or more. And right. same thing on varsity guys. They're sophomore on varsity, mm-hmm. and then they make the jump. And then it's like, man, I don't never play, man. And then how do they move from barely playing to getting half the all half all of the minutes and more? How did you do it? A couple of things I would say. Um, it's just a, as you go up, you would kind of figure out what you really need to do. But um, I would say, um, kind of, it sounds cheesy again once I tell you this, but um, be crazy enough. Once you get once you get inside the game, once you realize that you're playing your game, you don't care about who's in the stand, you don't care about what people are thinking about you, you don't care about what your teammates think about you. You know, these things were like, you know, people usually can't deal with them right away, but once you take everything out of your mind, you could come back to yourself, right? So I would say just get crazy enough. If it takes you to do whatever, it's kind of like an actor. You know, an actor uh, might mm. do whatever to get inside the role. You got to get inside the role and get inside your zone. Whatever you got to do to get there, 
find that, get to know yourself. Second thing, I would say just work hard. I mean, I I know, I mean, I, I've been around a lot of college hoopers, and I can say I'm probably one of the top uh, working, like I really work harder than most of them. And like, I, I, you know, I, I hang around them all the time. I know what they do. I know how they plan things. And like, you know, it's still competitive. And I know I just work a little bit more than them. But obviously, you don't have to, nobody has to know about that. Your results just have to show. But work hard and believe in yourself. That's another thing. I'm still working on that myself to this day. So, you know, it's just a little, like, it would take you a long time for you to come to yourself and believe in yourself. And once you realize that, you know, you're going to make mistakes, you're not going to be as good at one time, you're you're going to be exposed, you're going to be weak sometimes. But once you can get over that understanding that, you know, a lot of things happen, and once you could realize that you could do something about it to change that, that's when you can move forward. And another thing um, that I was going to touch on, you said that how to get more minutes, um, practice a lot of game speed um, Very you know, good. You know, when you go inside the gym, I used to, I'm so guilty of this. I used to do a lot of things that didn't really translate over. I used to, then I started coming back to the basics. I'm talking about like right hand dribble, pounded so hard, like that you, you know, it becomes part of your body. You know, like when you watch Chris Paul, where you see him dribbling, it, the ball is kind of his body. And it's because he dribbled millions of times that is just it just becomes natural now i'm starting to get at that natural state where i can handle it and like you know i could feel the game but it would just take you to just go at that next level and just push yourself and get stronger get faster there's a lot of things you could do and there's a lot of people that can help you you know i'm available if it you know, college, you know, or high schooler that needs to talk to somebody. I've been there. I'm still going through it. I'm not in a five-star recruit. I understand that. But I, I, I mean, I walk this journey, and I know what it takes to get here. And and sometimes, like, I already mentioned this before, I think, but a lot of my friends didn't believe in me and my, my, my own family coaches didn't believe in me. But it was my own thought. In a way, I was like, in a way, I was sick because I was thinking about, like, I could do it, I could do it, I could do it. And when I started doing it, people changed their whole perspective about me and gave me so much respect, you know. But I'm, I'm telling you, it's possible. I, I've seen plenty of other dudes that shouldn't have been here, that are here, that are killing it. Everybody has their own stories, you know. And I think it's important to just know where you come from and just work hard and give your attention to a lot of things. Give your be aware of a lot of things that could, uh, in the overall, could help you perform better. I like what you said about being a little bit crazy. Like you got to be a little crazy, a lot of like a little crazy, a little obsessive to be at the level that you're at. You have to. You can't kind of dilly dally. You got to be all in. And uh, the way that you were talking about working hard and. and and working on your weaknesses and being a sponge, all the things that you're talking about, man, it's beautiful. They need to hear it. And um, for those players out there that you, you're at the end of the bench, it's not the game's not over for you unless you just tap out. So if you, do, if you did like Farzan, because a lot of guys, that's why I said you know, mentality is so important because if Farzan didn't have the mentality to say, you know what? Let me do X. Let me do Y. What do I have to do? Start asking questions, being purposeful with his attempt to play more. Because of that, he was able to play more and he's going to continue to play more. And he got a, a bigger opportunity, a better opportunity. So if you're at the end of the bench riding away, a lot of guys would quit. Girls quit. They say, you know what? I'm not playing no more. And then people are ask them, hey, you still playing the foothill? Are you still playing at such and such school? No, nah, I ain't playing anymore. What you doing? Oh, man, I'm working at Best Buy or whatever. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with working at Best Buy. That's fine. But you can't quit when you're not getting the playing time, especially when you haven't, you're not even trying and you're not figuring out a way, not even figuring out a way to get more playing time. The transition to the end, my friend, just I want to know. If you just have any final thoughts that you want to share with the players out there that are trying to do what you're trying to do. 
to live life with no regrets. You know, basketball is a fun sport and a lot of people love it. That's why they get into it. Then when things doesn't go their way, they lose interest. But I think a lot of problem just becomes your own head. And if you could express that, if you could live life with no regrets, you know, take the big, I mean, I'm, I'm serious when I say take the big shot, because once you take it the first time, the second time it's going to be easy. The third time you probably gonna make it, you know, like yeah. if you are, if you are careless about what people think, then you would improve. But, and, and if you live life with no regrets, if you, truly say that I tried I tried everything that I could and I still wasn't successful then you really be mad but you can't so live life with no regrets and having no regrets and being fearless is a skill that could be mastered and once you once you can master that become kind of tune in with your inner body I think that could help your game out and like I said try everything like we both were talking about trying everything there is no, there's nothing to be embarrassed about about trying, asking new people because mm-hmm. once you improve, who's really winning? Who's like, you know, if like, and you could take these lessons into a real life. For example, I'm trying to become a dentist, but I don't have any problem. I'm still doing it right now. I'm reaching out to multiple dentists that I know, trying to improve my game. I'm trying to see what I could do to, you know, up my game. Even in dentistry, it's just a skill that you got to master and bring it to your everyday life. Ask new people be a sponge and um, get to know a lot of information and live life with no regrets, man. Just try basketball and nobody could be mad at you if you're trying your best and you fail. There's no embarrassment. Everybody fails. You hear it all the time. Everybody fails. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a living proof of big failure. I got <laughs> cut so many times. I got kicked off the team. I got benched. I'm all of that. And I'm still at a division two level that I still have to start at the bottom. Once you get to the next level, you're going to drop back down. You're going to go from people. We had teammates right here that move into the G league. They're going to go to the G league. They're going to drop back down. Have to work their way up. They're going to make it to the, maybe the last spot on the NBA roster. Got to work your way up. And you always going to go to the next level. You're going to start off low, get to the next level, start off low, get to the next level, start off low. So live life with no regrets. Have fun when basketball is fun. That's what I'm saying. Get crazy, have fun, and the sky's the limit for everybody. I'm rooting for all the underdogs. I'm really, really rooting for all the underdogs. I don't, in a way, I kind of don't like the top ones that, you know, get all the attention. I'm rooting for all the people that shouldn't be making it. I just have so much respect for those type of people because I know what they did to get there. I know how hard they worked, how sacrificed. Like, it's just inspiring, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I appreciate you having me on this. Oh, what? Oh, man. You were hand-picked, man. You were hand-picked, you know, because <laughs> you're, you're, you're a story. Because, like you said, of course, no knock on, like you said, a five-star, four-star, all those guys. There's no knock on them. But mm-hmm. that's a bit easier. You know what I mean? The underdog role, is the, those, are the, those are the roles that they make movies after. They don't, make, they don't make movies after the one that, that had it to, oh, they, they got, you know, number one recruit since eighth grade, you know, nothing with two hands from the free throw line. Those cats don't get the, the, the movies. Right. The cats like you get the movies because of all of the strife. That's what makes good storytelling, going through stuff. I was cut. I was this. I was that. A lot of times they talk about with uh, uh, Jordan, they always bring up the fact he was cut, just to die, because that's what people respect. When people, like you said, you already said it, when you go through some things, overcome, that's when they're like, that dude is on something, you know? So, so yeah, so you were an absolute pleasure to have. I want everybody to put this on repeat, all you players watching this, um, you know, hopefully we'll better uh, we'll stay in touch before us and maybe we can bring it back on or something. Yeah, for sure. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so um, all you players out there, follow his mold, follow his league, and maybe you won't have to work as hard. Maybe you don't have to work hard, but you you can take, instead of the, the zigzag route, you can take more of a straight line, but you got to heed his advice. And right. we'll see you guys next time. Makes you think, doesn't it? A real look at how putting work in and handling your business can tip the scales in your favor. Farzan did it. And so can you if you recognize that one opportunity 
will lead to another. Farzan showed it best. When you get a chance to play at a school, no matter how small, seize that moment and focus on the future you want for yourself. Keep dreaming, but don't sleep. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Player's Court. Use what you took from the episode to help you get just that much closer to achieving your dream. Take an action today on something that stood out to you. Until next time, future superstar.